the Wake Up Radio presents Seth and Sophia. Giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Live, welcome to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. We are your hosts. I'm KB and Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good as as you know. Sometimes we don't. We're not anything, and I think I'm in that right now. I'm just not anything. You're just there. Yeah. I think and, and I think that's the real honest answer. I, I'm not good. I'm not bad. There's no negative or positive. I'm kind of just warm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it happens. We should talk about it. We should definitely talk about it. So you are listening to Zess and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. Uh, you can find us on thewakeupradio.com on every major streaming platform. You can also find us on our own social media site, which is otwtube.com. We just had a promo reel, a little mini movie that has been done in a cartoon and it came out so good, like so good. Um, I love it. It's like an old throwback. Um, it's such, it's, it's so great. Let me turn this, it never fails. Never fails. Uh, huge shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby, for putting this all together. And much love and respect for the entire On The Wake Up Radio family. We appreciate you and everything you do. Also, if anyone would like to donate to onthewakeupradio.com, we will accept it. Everything that we do is a labor of love. So all of us host 32 shows, 1,600 episodes have been nothing but a passion to create a better world. So if you want to help us in any way, it is on the wake up radio at uh, gmail.com. And thank you. So, hi. <laughs> well, how are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. I went yesterday. I went, um, I went out exploring yesterday and... It's very surreal not knowing people. You know what I mean? Like, it's very surreal. Like, I might know, like, one person way over there or one way over there. But overall, you know, not knowing anybody. And uh, I was driving around, and I was kind of having a conversation with myself, and I was evaluating things. And I just started smiling. I love where I live. I'm glad that that I made the change. And, you know, nothing is you know, it's not like we jump into a party and everything's great. You know, it has its moments and it has its ups and downs. And me not being close to my mom is really hard. You know, um, seeing people on a daily basis that are like, hey, what's up and know me, you know, it's a difficult thing. I was just talking to one of my neighbors before I came in and he is from Barbados. His wife is from uh, Trinidad. And it's very interesting because he keeps saying 
the world has changed. He's like, everybody is so angry and he's like, and nobody's happy. And, and it's like, everybody is in some weird place. And he's like, I just want to go back to Barbados because people are at least friendly there. He's like, everywhere has its problems, but at least people are friendly there. And it was a really interesting conversation. I feel like, especially right before our show tonight, you know, and, and especially with what you were just saying as well, is that, you know, we're in this place of, you know, are you good? Are you bad? Where are you? So for me, you know, I'm good. You know, I, I don't think everything is perfect. And I have my little moments, you know, my boo-hoos, you know, where, where I have to like just things bother me and let them out. But overall, I, I realize that every time I have one of those boo-hoo moments, I feel like it's some device or something trying to, to hold me or to keep me down in some way because overall there's nothing wrong. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's yeah. nothing like... There's nothing wrong. So why would I have any feelings that wouldn't be of a great nature? So I'm trying to keep reminding myself, you know, that my energy and my flow is the energy I'm creating around me that, you know, that, that oh, like, or that love, right? Absolutely. Well, I think this is where we have to kind of start getting honest, not being you per se, but just like as a collective in general about what life truly looks like. They sell us happiness and they sell us these, these ideals about what these things look like. And it's not truly what they look like. Those are the things that put you under a spell and cause you pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. Cause we like, when we, when we play into these things, when we give into the, the, those devices or, 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 lower aspects of ourselves and, and we start it starts to affect us you know you can it's that easy to just switch that off because you realize that none of that truly does matter and none mm -hmm. of that really affects your happiness if mm -hmm. you don't want it to yeah and you know happiness isn't some people do always have a smile on their face you are i told you when i first met you like that was one of my favorite things about you like i'm the opposite my whole life i was giddy with joy and people would be like what's up? What's up? What's up? Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, what, what do you mean? And I, you know, and I'd be like, well, now I'm kind of in a weird mood, but you know, I, 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 I love that. But happiness isn't always bubbly. Isn't always some ecstatic no. thing. It's, it's not always having something to look forward to. It's not always having, uh, you know, an entertaining thing or something mm -hmm. to distract you. Sometimes it is just being still or just being happy with where you're at and enjoying and being present yep. and taking it all in like you're doing now. That moment of happiness was probably linked to a moment of clarity of taking in all of this new stuff and realizing this is what I want to, this is exactly what I want to be doing mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. This is where I want to be. You know, this is truly, you know, I feel, I feel good. You know what I mean? Like there's that scale, you know, I think we're always trying to keep the scale so balanced, right? Like, yeah. like, don't let it get one way too much. Don't let it get the other way too much. Um, I went for a bike ride last night for the first time since I've been here. And uh, I just went kind of across the way and into a little like, you know, uh, neighborhood. First of all, the neighborhood is absolutely gorgeous. It was so peaceful. It was so beautiful. I was, I was just, I could feel, you know, sometimes when you don't have the words, I don't have a word to explain. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have it, but it was good. Do you know what I mean? Like everything. And, and it was interesting too, because as I was just bike riding along, I, I, it's a new neighborhood for me. I don't know my way around. I'm pretty good at sense of direction overall, but what I kept doing is every time I took a turn, I would look back and look at the street name and look at where it was so that I was imprinting 
kind of something in me. Yeah, yeah. And what what I found to be very interesting, Sophia, was as I was bike riding and I was at total peace and I could hear the birds and I could see the sun and the leaves were just rustling and it, it was and the sun was just kind of going down. So it was more at a, you know, like, like a straight point. And it was just beautiful. But then there was a part of my brain that was remembering the street sign. You know what I mean? It was almost as if that that aspect of that computer was kicking in, which is very interesting. You know, yeah. it, it was um, very surreal in the sense that I was at peace. But then in my head, I'm looking back at the street signs as if to imprint something into the computer of my brain. Do you know if that makes sense? Yeah, it's like your brain wants to like map it out and taking that and you're trying to link in and just be kind of present. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I know mm -hmm. exactly what you mean. That um, happens a lot. And it's a, I'm, I'm really glad you just said that because we always will ignore the part of us that's enjoying or LinkedIn. We'll choose to, you know, go that we're afraid. We're afraid if we don't feed that, that glitch that's happening or that, that thing that's taking your attention, we were like afraid. Mm -hmm. to, turn, to, to not acknowledge it. And I feel like in those little things is where we stop really empowering ourselves. Because we're, we're taking the strength, right? Because we're holding it in. We're choosing to say, you know what? I'm in control of this moment. I'm in control of what I want to be doing and focusing on. You know, I'm not going to let this weird, you know, you can always reel yourself back in. Even if you start to, you know, do something that, and, you, and you catch yourself in the midst of, you know, change and you can always go back. Catch mm -hmm. yourself in, in, in reverse if you seek, if you want to, you know, we pull ourselves away from things too much. We do. It's that programming. It's literally the programming. And uh, the, we had discussed this before about the programming taking place and, and the pulling. It's like people are being steered right now into the wrong direction. It's not even like a programming. It's like, it's, like, a spell. it's like the bumpers at a bowling alley for a child. Right, the ball should be able yeah, to go, yeah. but it can't because it's being guided just right, right. It's down. like a magnet. Here's what they're doing: they've they're using whatever magnetism to 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 pull our thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, to to link to our thoughts and literally pull our like pull us. Yep. Because when we, I mean, I don't know the the science behind it, but I know this: everything that we think, we have a magnetic field, and those thoughts have their own field as well. And if they and they have the technology to link into those and get into our, our, our minds and our heads. Yes. Cause they can get into our dreams. Yes, they uh, can. I was having a conversation with someone earlier and you know, when you're having a conversation and you realize they can't handle it, mm -hmm. like they physically, they can't, they cannot handle reality. Like they just, yeah. and I was, and I was talking to someone and, um, she had survived a really, really rare case of uh, ovarian cancer. I guess there's only like two other people who have ever had this particular one. And um, she was saying that it was that they told her she had a very short time to live. Right. And that she was going to die from it. And she knew she wasn't going to like she knew inside. And I was like, that's the biology of belief. That's you knowing and you programming yourself to be a certain way. And I was trying to explain it. And then we diverted to the phones and this is what you were just talking about. And she was saying that because she has chemo brain, it's very hard for her to retain information. And I know what my mom, it's very hard for her to hold information. Now I can see it. Do you know what I mean? We'll talk yeah. and then she doesn't remember. And, um, 
And I, we were talking about like, you know, different things to do with brain and stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, the, the phone is erasing your memory. And she's like, what? And I'm like, well, it's erasing it. And, and, and I gave the example of the Samsung TV um, on Spoil Me and how it erases your memory. And she was like, what? And I was telling her, but I could see like cracking. Do you know what I mean? Like I could see like fracturing inside and, and the program the, is, is rebuttaling. It's, it's rebuttaling in her mind. And this, this, this almost like panic yes. you know, was taking over like this. You can this. feel it. It's like their whole energy changes. Yes. I could, I could see. So I had to cushion it. Do you know what I mean? I knew I was like, pull it back, pull it back. And that's good back. to do. You know, we don't um, always have to. Yeah. And I was like, pull it back. But interesting thing was her daughter, I could feel the shift in energy of her daughter going from almost like liking me to not. Ooh. And I don't know if it's an age thing or a program. Do you know what I mean? It's that, it's that going. I think I know what it is sometimes. I mean, obviously I don't know your situation, but I think sometimes in a lot of people when they see you're an independent free thinker, strong-minded, smart, and you know, all these things, it's like a, it's a threat. It's a threat to people who want to appear that way, but, but aren't sure that they are. Sometimes that happens and, and mm -hmm. what happened? Sorry to cut you off. Oh no, no, you're fine. No, I agree. I, isn't that a weird thing? Isn't that weird? You know, it used to be weird, but I'm starting to, in all of my reflection lately, realize more, more than not people are, are, are mentally ill and it's not mm -hmm. in a funny way is this has been induced on you. It's not like, we're, we're all of us, I'm included, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's been to work and work and work and different layers. And we're all at different levels of, of it because of however we came into this world and our predisposition to consciousness and whatnot. But I find that everybody has been raised in, in programmed to build up an image of themselves, to, to create a character of who they want to be and then do things to appear that way and not really be that way or truly become that way or embody that those things. Yep. So that's why they'll, someone will always say to me like, Oh, you and so-and-so was so much alike. You should meet, you should talk. And, and, and then when you organically end up at, around that person, you're like, but nothing I like. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like the person's a fake idiot. Mm -hmm. Oh, cause they want to appear to be the similar, like, yeah. like I am like, no. And they don't, they don't like me because they know right off the bat that I actually know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's amazing that knowledge is intimidating, right? And that yeah. people want to pretend to be knowledgeable, but then when you have a conversation with them, they get defensive. It's like when I, when I know there's someone who's like way smarter than me in the room, I'm excited. I wish yeah. I had a pen and paper. Other, <laughs> other people are like, you think you know it all. You know, and it's that 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 resentment that takes place. So then there's no conversation that can can uh, take place after that. So this is what bothers me when I think about this exact situation. If you want to appear to have knowledge, why not just really want and have that knowledge? So like, well, like for me, it's like, what kind of world are we living in? Like that's that 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 really bothers me so badly, because. I'm exhausted, Zest. That's really how I feel. <laughs> Me too. I feel exhausted. And, 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 and it's like mentally exhausting. You know, my whole life, like I said, I've, I've, I don't know what I'm feeling lately because I've been doing like so much reflecting and learning a lot of different things, even about myself uh, that I, I just either forgot or didn't realize or 
you know, it just was there. Mm-hmm. And in I really just forgot where I was going with all of that. How pathetic. It's not. It's not. Um, it's the frequencies. Yeah, well, I don't know. I forget what I was saying. <laughs> you you would talk about huh? I don't you hate that? I've been trying to yeah. reverse things in my mind when that happens, like trying to go backwards with it. Yeah. I don't want to take too long, but yeah, you know, even in my own with my own self, I've been doing a lot of reflecting and digging and realizing like, you know, where I've allowed myself to always go into other people's heads. This is what I was trying to gonna say. Mm-hmm. And I'm always anticipating and knowing because I, I really was extremely psychic as a child. So because I was like that, I always had to know what person I was dealing with. So I knew how to be around them. Yeah. And I think I carry that too much with me. And I've never been phony or inauthentic. But I think what I do too often is I will edit myself to the person's level, which means I've been lowering myself. I've been mm-hmm. literally lowering myself yeah. just to not intimidate others, mm-hmm. not come across arrogant, not be this way, not come across as a know-it-all. And you know what? If I'm not that, then I don't really shouldn't care about how I come across to others. No, no. And I, I really had this epiphany that like, I have been my biggest obstacle. We usually are though, right? And yeah. I, think, I think what you're saying plays into what the title of our show is tonight is like in love right? Because you can love someone and you can just be your authentic self. Not like, again, not being inauthentic, but, but your true value of you, right? Or we can like someone and modify and come down and change, or we can not like you and still love you, right? <laughs> and just be ourselves. And, and in that, like what you were just describing is kind of how I think we're getting lost, you know, because we're trying to be malleable. So someone else will, you know, so we can appeal to them or that they'll overstand what we're saying or communicating. For, for me, it's been like, I, I like a real, I, I didn't even realize I did like this so deeply that like, it's been more like, because I know this person has this insecurity or that insecurity. I know they'll think I'm like this. If I say this and I'm, it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm literally exhausted. I'm like, how do I even, how, how do I interact with people? That's probably why at some point in my life, I just went mm-hmm. and shut down, which the period of life I, you know, we talked about. Yeah. Before. Yeah. It's, it's hard because, you know, uh, it's like, I've always been told you can't say that. Why, why would you, you can't talk like that. But I just did. Who are you to tell me what I can and can't say? You yeah. know what I mean? It's At what tough. level, why do I have to modify how I speak? So you're comfortable because now I'm uncomfortable, you know, like, so I'm supposed to change my comfort level. I'm supposed to change my likeness to be more adaptable for your, for your likeness so that you're more, I'm not doing that. We're not, we're not playing. I'm not doing that anymore. It's emotionally exhausting, you know, for our listeners. For our listeners, uh, Sophia and I, you know, we're on Wednesday nights. And last Wednesday, when um, Cindy had, you know, Texas for the show, me and Sophia were talking about the show. I literally said, I don't have anything to give. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have anything to give, anything to offer. And when I reflected on it, it's like, well, I didn't want to let you down. I didn't want to let Cindy down, you know, and, and, you know, I'm like, well, maybe I could just do it, but I, I just didn't have it. Do you know what I mean? Like I just didn't have it. And in that moment I was like, well, I have to really honor myself and how I'm feeling because if I don't, I'm doing you a disservice as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being true to, to that likeness of how I feel. 
I agree. I agree totally. Too much to a point where even if you're, a sh for me, like this is just how, for my journey right now, I feel like I always looked at myself and thought I was so conscious, so present. And now I'm like even realizing I, I was maybe more than most, but still not, you mm -hmm. know, still just not. Yep. And I, and I think like I'm having even now as I'm talking, like I like consciousness is not the way they've been selling it to us. We have to discover our consciousness. We have to discover it. There are so many deeper layers. And when you think you're there, you're not there. You're never going to be there. And we have to enjoy the journey, the discovery. Stop, like you said, being uncomfortable and all these things. That's part of us. We're supposed mm -hmm. to go through uncomfortable things. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not. But when you finally do go through those things, it gets easier. It gets mm -hmm. better. It gets, you know, more comfortable. Right. And they've, programmed us to to just stop Avoid. ourselves yeah yeah again it's a split personality we're all living in a split personality one that is an organic aspect of ourselves that is true that knows its passions wants needs and desires is linked in to the consciousness the universe and everything else and then there's the other part of us that has done what we needed to do to get by and get along mm -hmm. get along exactly. to go along to get along whatever that saying is and yeah you know Money obviously is what what started this system. What makes the whole system go round? And I don't know what what the answer is for that. I'm trying to figure it out for myself. <laughs> like, how do we unlink from that? How do we stop needing to go along to get along? Like, I was just thinking about Jamie, right? When he, what if they start bringing mask mandates back again, and and they start wanting to wear it at work? Like, I'm not going to put up with that again. I'm just thinking like. What, what is the line for people like what is when is it like okay to do these things like i guess that's a personal thing i think for the majority of the people i don't think there's a line i think there's a little like like cattle thing invisible cattle thing tied to their nose that just pulling them along <laughs> and they're just going with the flow and then there's some of us that we're not in that flow right we're we're trying to stand in our own but society is so cuckoo and ass backwards that it's, it's, it's causing friction for us, right? It's, you know, yeah. you can't be like that. You can't say that, you know, Oh, you're causing a problem. You're not going with the flow. And that that's part of that whole mind control thing right now. Uh, you know, like, uh, be courteous to people. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up with that. The most uncourteous fat, slobby smelly people think that that's courtesy and that shows you something yeah. not yeah. to be mean not to be mean but i'm being honest that's how i yeah. feel that's what i see with my eyes it's just my true reality i'm mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's amazing right the people that will let a door slam in your face while you got your kid right with you like those are the people that mm -hmm. are gonna say that that's courtesy yeah yeah it's just you know well, you should suffocate yourself for the rest of the world. Well, you should do this for the rest of the world. Well, maybe you should try to use a brain cell for the rest of the world. How about that? You know, it's it's like when I go around today and you see people who are are in the mind virus, they're never coming out. <clears throat> they're never they're never going to recover from the mind virus. They're never coming back from it. It's just what it is. And it's like almost like we have to invent our own new language. Mm. in yeah. order in order to be able to maneuver better right because there's gonna come a point where we're not liked Do well, you know it's what coming I mean? very soon and it, it's just uh 
So what is it? Australia now, right? Australia saying. <laughs> don't talk to each other when you see each other in the street. Yes. Don't talk to your neighbor. Don't, don't say I have a grocery store. I mean, it's almost like. Don't I can be tempted to do these things. Yeah. You know, don't, don't tell your dog. It's a good dog. Right. I mean, like it is just, and, and then you have the people sitting back and listening to this rhetoric. Right. And then they come out of their homes and repeat it like the little NPC players that oh, they yeah. are. Oh yeah. Really? Like, like making sure everyone knows the rules. Right. Yeah. 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 But that's the whole point is that the rules are made up and I make up mine and you make up yours and you know, it's just the natural law rules. Right. I mean, it's just don't hurt anyone. Don't fuck anyone over. Don't kill anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not really, but you know what I noticed is taking place. This is how they get us to move out of our individual like values and morals, like, like relying on our, you know, intuition to say, well, that doesn't feel right. To, to move us into the mind virus mindset mm -hmm. where they tell you, oh, this is what a good, this is good, this is bad. This is what a good person does, you know, doctor, nurse, teacher, these are good people, these are bad people. Like, you know, that's, yeah. it, it's, it's to not rely on your own self and senses and rely on them. It's just a whole sickness going on. And honestly, like talking about this was is a perfect thing because yeah, I have love for any person, compassion for any person I, I ever yep. will encounter. But I don't like anyone, a lot of people, majority of people. And I have good reason to not like you because you're selfish, you're arrogant, you're narcissistic, you don't seem to really have any uh, self-reflective skills. Mm -hmm. A lot of people seem to not realize that you affect those around you, you know? And even close people to you to strangers. I don't like a lot of people because yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't take you into consideration for anything. They'll rely on you. They'll want you. But when it comes to how they might affect you, they don't care. No. That's just like, I feel, I feel majority of people are, it's just baseline. There's a, you know, I, you're right. There's a the majority of people don't care. They care about me, what I can have, what I can obtain, how many likes I can have, how much attention. And, and, if, you, and if you say to them like, hey, when you do this, this is, it makes me feel like, you know, not appreciated or something. And then they don't, they get mad at you or something. Yeah. Like, what is with that, that people get upset with you for telling them? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. weird. It is. It, it's very strange. It's it's almost as if that the NPCs want the authentic to be inauthentic, right? To be liked. But the I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't care who likes me. I really don't. I like, don't. I, I've never. I've never. You know. I've never. In all honesty, I would rather not be known. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not really. It, you know. I like just being me. But. I can go out sometimes. Someone be like, "Oh, you're KB," you know. You know what I mean? And you know, like I'll have people leaving. I had someone today leave a comment and say, "Someone left a comment." I responded, and then someone responded and said, "Oh, I'm sorry for the rude response. Don't fucking apologize for me. Don't you dare apologize for me." That's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like who are you to jockey yourself into a position to tell someone that you're sorry for my actions? First of all, my actions have nothing to do with you. And my interaction with someone else has nothing to do with you. And it's a conversation. It was, some, it was something really like silly. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was the post 
I, I had made a post, I had reposted a post and it says that all AI was built off of us. Did you see that? Um, I'll show you the, let me read yeah. this one. It was good. So I had seen this and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. So it says advanced technology comes from your body, hair, antennas, eyes, cameras, ears, satellite, nose, sensors, heart generator, brain, computer, and pineal gland, virtual reality. I did it's, see this. Yeah. And someone made a comment and said, well, what if someone's blind or deaf? You, you missed the point. See, you people the, always want to do that. The entire point. And then someone else chimes in and Ooh, says, no, to me, and then they chime in and tell me, I'm sorry for the rude. Are you fucking serious right now? I know one of my things I need to work on is not being reactive. I know it is, but I'm a very reactive person. I, 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 I and that's my authenticity, right? Because how you make me feel, or I shouldn't say how you make me feel, how I feel at that present moment is coming out in an authentic manner. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I didn't call the person, Scott, I didn't say anything ill. I just said, you missed the big picture. And that's the truth. But this is what I mean. This is what I hate about all of these things that they want to like teach the kids in school. It's, it's just what it is. Mm -hmm. We have to be able, how can we constructively criticize ourselves and each other and grow if we don't do that? Yeah. It's not like, why is that offensive? Yeah. I don't so know. It's, again, it's not about any being at all real and having any real substance. It's just about playing pretend, but play my into my fantasy, or I will hate you. Yeah. Or, you know, that's yeah. it. Like, play into what? my delusion. What? Don't confront me with any information that might rebuttal my delusion. <laughs> yeah. I would also like to say, too, since we're here, is that there is some misconception that truthers, those people aware, those of us who try very hard to create heaven on earth, to create a better world. Like somehow we, we walk around in a puff of sage smoke with a big whammy hug to us. That's not the case. Usually, usually from my experiences is that people who are intuitive, who are at a higher level, and I'm going to say it because that's what it is, who are at a higher level, we read energy much differently. We are much more guarded with our energy because we mm -hmm. know how precious it is. So it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. Like I'm not letting you in. I'm not, I don't, I don't let people in my home. Do you know what I mean? I'm not that that's person. not loving yourself. And that's certainly not loving another person. Loving another person is having boundaries, getting to know someone slowly so you can build a genuine connection in real, uh, like, like beautifully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. But they, it's just this presumptuous, it's, it's very bothersome. It's, it's the fallacy of the new age. Movement. New age <laughs> movement was created by none other than, than communists to take ancient wisdom and twist it into this new age doctrine. And this is what bothers me, like affirmations. It's, I encourage in all of my programs, like when I send people boxes, them to create their own affirmation, something that links into your genuine passion and that really makes sense for you in your energy but affirmations telling yourself i am the best i am perfect that's actually brainwashing yourself into a delusion mm -hmm. you know that's what the new age movement was designed to do to to, to to brainwash people who are spiritually inclined or maybe higher minded or philosophical into a delusion a mass delusion of like thinking you're uh 
you know, raising your vibration high, but you're just doing a bunch of things that for no, with no real intention LinkedIn because it's not matched vibrationally. It's not really for you. Mm -hmm. Again, why are we doing what we're doing when we are, you know, burn, I'm doing this because I'm thinking of burning sage. Yeah. When you're burning sage, are you doing it, you know, just because you're like, oh, I think I need to feel better now. I'm going to burn some sage. This is what, you know, the books tell me to do. Or are you like, I really, you know, really trying to like clear the energy, mm -hmm. really invite in new energy and, and understand yourself. The, yeah. the new age movement doesn't teach people to understand themselves. It just teaches them to override everything they don't like about themselves. Uh, put a wall up to information, you know, that might just want their reality yeah. or their positive vibes. And it's like, if you're always in a positive mood, you're not a human to me. No, no, because there's, even, there's times that we, we let ourselves down just as, as the same as, as we do great things. You know what I mean? It's, it's that recognition because that's how we become better people. Right. We take what we learn and we apply it and we become a better version of ourselves. But if we are not being real in that moment and discerning, right, what is really taking place, then there's no way that we're creating an authentic society and we're creating this, you know, this fake. Ugh. You know like, what it is? Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, because it, it, it's, it's training people to have a uh, public image self and then a mm -hmm. dark self. So all the things that the, that the, the, the things that they're ashamed of, they'll do in, in, in secret and it will mm -hmm. make it worse and stronger, you know, and more dark probably. And, it, and, and it's about like pr pretending that we are this like dual person that, that is supposed to embody both good and evil. And it's, it's just a weird distortion. <laughs> it, it is, you know, I know there's a lot of people who live with like regret in their lives, right? of what they've done and things like that. And, I, and I was thinking about it earlier because when we were thinking about the show and I was just kind of, you know, I was evaluating me, you know, kind of like, all right. Cause sometimes in order to be able to speak, we have to see like, I don't know, where did I get here? Or how am I, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, and I was reflecting on uh, my life and, um, by all means and all accounts, I have lived a very fast life, you know, and, and at, oh shit, 13, I was in hot boxes and I was snorting cocaine. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I grew up way faster than most people, you know, and it may have been from the abuse I endured that shifted me into a different, you know, persona, so to say that, that I yeah. wasn't so much a child anymore that now I'm in an adult framework Same. or, or as much as you think you are, you know, yeah. at that time. And so, you know, if at that time, you know, I was doing drugs, I'm driving around hot boxes, you know, my friends are doing things. I'm living in a world where, granted, all of this is wrong in the sense of it doesn't better anybody, but I was very free. I was extremely free. I never conformed. I've never stayed at a job because it, I made good money. Uh, if you bothered me, I told you to fuck off and I quit. And I've left many a jobs for that reason. And my mom's always been like, ah, you had a good job. You were making good. And I did. I worked in Neiman Marcus. I think I was making like 30 something dollars an hour. I was making really good money. I hated it. I was never so miserable in all my life. I quit. I was like, I'm done. I'll go back to waiting tables. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. But the reason I'm sharing this is because in those moments where I didn't conform to society and I wasn't going to Sunday school and, um, you know, hanging at the projects and we're, you know what I mean? And we're doing things that, you know, we're illegal. 
and 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 we were just being kids and we were being free right or wrong it's not the you know the premise of it it was the premise that we weren't following any of society's rules and because we weren't following society's rules we were deemed troublemakers and we were deemed you know oh those are the yeah. bad kids or those are this and in reality most of these people when i reflect on it had the best hearts would have been behind you a hundred percent had something gone wrong or, you know, if someone gave you a hard time or anything like that. And, and this was the type of things because we didn't conform to society and we were living very freely in our own selves that you didn't have the scrutiny. Do you know what I mean? Like if you did something, someone to didn't explore yourself at, yeah. at that age, that's actually a very important age, by the way, for us, to explore ourselves, to play around, to go through that troublemaking mm -hmm. phase or that other phase. Like there isn't a right and wrong. Like we're supposed to have life uh, yeah. epiphanies. We're supposed to learn about ourselves and do those things and, and, and grow, like you mm -hmm. said. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, how could I ever know what kind of, for me, you know, how would I ever be my, 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 my true self? And even as a child, I never conformed. My mother will tell you, I've driven her crazy since the get go, you know, yeah, and, um, I, I can't imagine the conformity and, and had I allowed it to take place, I would be a mouse. Do you know what I mean? Instead of being yeah. mighty, I would be a mouse because I let society control me and 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 silence me and filter me and stuff like that. And that's what they're doing today, especially with the children. And now we have this society of conforming and a and the and I'm I'm gonna say this: these little fucking twenty-something-year-olds, some of them need a punch in the face. Some of them need a serious punch in the face. I know. Let me tell you, I wish we could rewind time a little bit because from, from, and I hate well, saying like my too. generation, <laughs> but I hate saying like my generation, but my generation, if you fucked up, you got fucked up. Yeah. And then yeah. And you learned, you learned really fast. It wasn't, oh, you suck. Let me type it out. Because here you, here's, here's what's good about that is because you learn that there are consequences for mm -hmm. your actions. If you can't back it up, if you're not yep. going to be authentic, then don't play around. Yep. Cause, cause that's, Cause it's gonna that's happen. a perfect metaphor for mm -hmm. why they probably, you know, PC culture, PC culture, everybody got to be polite and correct and you can't, and then and, and people start editing themselves and everyone's afraid to offend. Yeah. So that's yeah. how you do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to someone else and they were talking about the, their uh, children in school. And they were saying how they have to wear a certain uniform and they have to do this and they have to do that. And I'm trying to be very reserved in how I speak because I know, uh, I don't, let me, let me say, I don't know. I feel as if the people around me are super nice, but they are not. They don't uh, know. They don't know. Yeah. They literally, they don't yeah. know. So I'm trying, it's very hard for me to filter. Because uh, yeah, you feel like you're speaking a different language. Now, let me ask you this. Like lately, I, I honestly feel like because now I really see the bit like how fake and how pointless everything really is. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for me to really want to like participate in things that like like I want to start building towards the, the future that I think makes sense, mm -hmm. you know? And right now I'm feeling like, oh, I get like an itch in me lately. So what's stopping you from doing what you want to do? 
Honestly, um, my kids, I have to really find balance, get a, get a good balance going. Yeah. I don't have a good balance going right now. Um, I'm either inundated where I'm spending the entire day cleaning or I'm so, or then I'm making up and I'm with the kids all day and be it being summer. I'm always yeah. all day entertaining, entertaining. Yeah. So I know that's a ma major aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And also it's just me. I do this thing where I'll be like, Oh, I have to do this and I'll do everything, but that, that that thing mm -hmm. and i don't know why i do that sometimes no, i don't so think I you're alone that out. yeah i don't think you're alone i don't <laughs> i have things you know that i know i should do and i get up with all intentions and i'm like well it didn't get done i mean sometimes <laughs> even showering like i'll want me to and I, for some reason that will be like the last thing i mm -hmm. end up getting to i think maybe you know i wanted to i was thinking to myself today i wanted to buy a calendar to hang on my wall. And the reason I wanted to do it is I wanted to start writing down my days again. Do you remember on calendars when people would write things down? Yeah. You know, like whether it was a doctor's appointment or school, you know, whatever it was, it wasn't on the phone, it hung on the wall and you visually connected every day. To your day. It. Yeah. That's actually a really probably good thing for your mentality too. Mm -hmm. your, intentions and yep. setting your intentions for the day, all of that. So That's I wanted, I wanted to do that. Yeah, good. I mean, I think we should because I wanted to get a calendar and I wanted to do that because for one, I want to write down what I actually am getting accomplished. Did, you know, if on this day I want to do laundry at the end of the day, did I do it? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I, it's almost yeah. like a way of holding myself accountable too for the things I want to do, whether it's practicing Spanish or, you know what I'm saying? I've been like, doing Latin. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Because I learned it in sixth grade because we had to, because I was in the, all the advanced classes, which I didn't want. My mom made me go in them yep. <laughs> because they tested into them. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do it. But we had to learn the, uh, Latin and I actually remembered a lot. So, and I That's thought great. Latin is the root of our language. You know, European languages. So I think it's a good language to know. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. My, um, when you can, when you're ready to read it, that's what my, um, St. Benedict, uh, medallion is in Latin. Uh, let me know if you can read it then. You know what I, what I did was, um, I was going through my little library tonight cause I wanted to, first I, I was pulling out a, uh, not to digress. I was pulling yeah. out, I wanted to find one of my old dictionaries and I wanted to look up the word like and love. And I wanted to see what it had. I couldn't find the dictionary dictionary, but I found a medical dictionary and it does have the definition of love in it. But while I was doing that, another little book uh, was calling me and I have it right here. It's probably one of my favorite books. And I have to say it is a, uh, a book that was a major pivotal point in, I don't, in unlocking the presence that I hold, I guess you could say. So in, I was living in Revere at the time. So it had to have been, shit, 99, 2001, somewhere around there, somewhere in that area. And I remember uh, I was in my room and I was watching TV and I was watching PBS because I've always been a nerd, right? And I'm watching PBS and uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer comes on. Have you ever heard of him? He's amazing. So uh, I'm watching it and it was in reference to one of his books. And I, and I thought I would pull it out today because I thought it would really kind of go with the show. And the name of the book is 10 Secrets to Success and Inner Peace. And it's an amazing book. Now I'm going to read a couple from it, but one of them that I really, the reason that 
So I didn't pick the book tonight. The book picked me. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those that came out. Wants to be read. So the reason that I'm going to share this story is I feel like it's really important. So I was sitting on my bed. I'm watching the PBS special, right? 10 Secrets to Success in Inner Peace. I got my pen. I got my notebook. Do, do, do. Show's over. I got nine. I only have nine. Well, what do you mean? I missed one. I, I missed one of the secrets. It was driving me crazy. And then my whole inner voice was like, well, the secret you missed is the one that you really need. That's the one you got to go seek. So this is like really before. So you got to figure early 2000s, we weren't running rampant with phones and computers and stuff. Right, like that, yeah. right? So Ooh, now well, I'm, I'm going to the bookstores trying to find <laughs> this book. It's sold out. I bought a couple of his other books. Great books. Now I'm going from bookstore to bookstore looking for this book. I want to tell you the one that was missing when, um, let me get to it and I'll read some of the other ones. So the one, uh, where is it? It was, uh, the second secret. Don't die with your music still in you. Wow. And, um, this is what I was missing. And, and I have to tell you, I, I, I can feel like a whole thing of emotion coming in. So it says, uh, there is just one life for each of us, our own. A musician must make music, an artist must paint, a poet uh, must write. And if, and if he be at peace with himself, what a man can be, he must be. And it says, don't die with your music still in you. And it says, the world you live in is an alignment, is an intelligent system in which every moving part is coordinated by every other moving part. There's a universal life force that supports and orchestrates everything. It all works together in perfect harmony. You are one of those moving parts. You showed up here in the body you inhabit precisely on time. Your body will leave here with the same precision. You are an, I goosebumps. You are an essential piece of this complex system. Here you are in this intelligent system that has no beginning and no end in which all of the galaxies move in harmony with each other. You must have shown up here for a reason. Khalil Gibran, G-I-B-R-A-N, said, when you are born, your work is placed in your heart. So what is your work, your purpose? Are you living it out the way that your heart urges you to? And then it goes on and it talks about it. But it was such a great book. And it's such a... It's one of those things, like I really recommend this for a lot of people because it, it helps you to... Uh, like I have notes like beauty with purpose, you know, and it has, I'll, I'll tell you the chapters in here, but I just felt like it kind of aligned with what we're speaking with tonight. I like that a lot. Yeah. Thank uh, you for that. Oh, you're welcome. So the chapters in here, the first secret is have a mind that's open to everything and attached to nothing. And the second one I just told you, the third one is you can't give away what you don't have. Right. The fourth is the secret. It's embrace silence. The fifth secret is give up your personal history. Huge, huge. Wow, so far, huge. Like, check, check, like, right? like, um, the, the sixth secret is you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. This is one of the most That's vital not, ones great. that I reflect on all the time when I'm trying to puzzle solve. Like, am I in the same frame? Yeah. The seventh secret are there are no justified resentments. I agree. Um, the eighth secret is treat yourself as if you already are what you'd like to be. That's huge, right? The ninth secret is treasure your divinity 
And the 10th secret is wisdom is avoiding all thoughts that weaken you. This is a great book. It's Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer, 10 Secrets to Success and Inner Peace. And it's and I really feel like it just aligned. I just wanted to pop it in there because I feel like it really aligns with what we're speaking about in the authentic moments and in the moments that we filter or we change ourselves and stuff. Um, it, it's good. Any of his books are really good, but this one was one of those ones that I, I can't tell you. I think for two months I searched for that the secret I missed. Like it was, I was obsessed. You with- see, this is what I, I want to interject because it's important. Something like that. Most people would be like, oh, well, but, but someone like you or I, we know the importance of mm-hmm. that. Like yeah. thing. we know the, the invisible information that's mm-hmm. telling us like, you know, you need to go do that. And yeah. it's like, what, what is it that, that will allow mm-hmm. someone to choose to go with that passion and someone else, you know, put that fire up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, right? It's like when you talk to people and they work the same job for 40 years and they're miserable. No. What? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because if you're miserable at that job, I guarantee you. That's death to me. Yeah. It, 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 it's just, it's, it's, if you can't love yourself to do something that makes yourself happy that you have to do, I mean, unfortunately we're all slaves to this system and we need a monetary income to survive it. But it's at what, what extent are you going to do it? You know, like for me, I could, I could start my career again down here as an esthetician. I could work as a makeup artist for one of the major companies. I could do, you know, I could do a lot of things. Do you know, all I think about doing is maybe being a pool girl or, <laughs> or landscape. You know what I mean? Like it's my whole life it has nothing to do with, with, uh, this huge financial income. It They're has not to do like, with my what, peep. What, what will make me this, the most amount of money and then no. go with it. Like, this is what I think is the problem with nurses and doctors. We have too many people who became nurses because there was a high demand and it was a good paying job. Yeah. So yeah. All, like my generation of high school graduates, 2003, 2004, Everybody I know was a nurse because that was high demand and you could guarantee get paid this much right out of college, right out of college, guaranteed job right out of college. Yep. And, but you, so you have people there who some might be great at their job, good at the job. And some just are, are awful because it's not their true passion. They just know how to go through motions and mm-hmm. get good grades. Yep. You know, and, and it's really just the whole system's fucked because of it. It is. And then there's people like us and it's, I hate to use the expression, but I'm going to use it anyways. It's like we're swimming in an ocean of dead fish. That's how I feel. It's like, like, it's like we're swimming along. We're like, Oh, that's a school fish. No, it's not. No, it's not. They're all dead. They're gone. It's just, that's just belly up. There's nothing there. And it's um, like when I was just talking to my neighbor, he's like, you know, I'm 66 years old. You know, I'm used to like friendly people. And you know, he's, he was, he was talking, he's just super nice. Do you know, he said to me, it's one of the best compliments I can get. It made me so happy inside. Cause he's like, you know, everyone that, when he calls them rednecks, he's like, they're all a bunch of rednecks down here. Don't talk to anybody. And, um, and he was saying stuff and I'm like, well, don't let other people get to you. Don't let the ones who don't have that, you know, Jenny say quoi for life. Don't don't let them bother you. You know what I mean? Keep shining. I go, you know, the societies are changing. He's like, you know, ever since the pandemic, it's like everyone is miserable. Everyone's this and that. And we were talking. I'm like, I'm not. And he said to me, he goes, I can tell you're different. To me, 
that in that moment, not because he told me I was different. It's because I I, I stop and I say hi to him. You like, are different. <laughs> but like I went to like um, I sat and had um, uh, coffee with his wife a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, she was telling me how she missed, you know, sitting and having pastries or, you know, just different things like they would do in the island and stuff. And um, so I went to I discovered this amazing uh, Mexican bakery. It's called Cinco de Mayo, uh, and they, oh, my gosh. I love Mexican everything. Let me tell you, the food, I mean, the breads, and, ah, it's, like, sweet, but not, anyways, so it's my little obsession, and I go in there, like, every week, pretty much. So I went a couple days ago, and I was like, well, let me get them some stuff. So I got them a whole bag of pastries and all sorts of stuff. Really nice. And, um, it's nothing to me, but that moment, do you know what I mean, like, I didn't, I did it because it's just a nice, like, it's just nice. Like, you know, like I, I was listening to what she had said. It was a conversation. And I heard how they said, like, you know, people aren't friendly and stuff like that. And it was just my way of just like, just giving, giving them a little, little pick me up, you know, yeah. like show them there are people out here, yeah. that, you know, do yeah. it and take what you, yeah. You know, I love that. That's a good quality. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. But it's just so difficult because not, not for, not for me, but for some people, because the it's, it's like the robots right now are, are all in stagnant, right? It's like they're creating stagnant. We're trained to think of ourselves and how, so if we can get someone to smile at us, most people like that's what they need to feel good about themselves. They need to know like that, that someone's smiling back at them as a bartender that used to get me so irritated. Again, I used to encounter that problem where I would be like in a great mood. I was like, best bartender, make best drinks. And that was always something. And, and one time I said to the guy, well, why do you need me to smile at you? Are you, are you, are you am I a therapist? You, you need something for it. Why do I have to smile at you for you? Mm-hmm. To, you know, if you're getting good service, like I just went all, all on him because he was a regular and I could. Yeah. But uh, like it just it irked me like that. Why why do people need me to smile yeah. at them, to make them feel feel happy? Yeah, it's fine because in in reality, had that person probably just smiled, it would have evoked one in return, right? Usually, it's but- like. It's like, I don't, we shouldn't have to baby or coddle people, right? We should all be able to be authentic and without it making someone else, like, like we were just saying, feel like uh, uh, uncomfortable about it, right? So if someone, you can't get someone to smile at you, you should just be able to tell yourself, oh, okay. it's probably not, nothing to do with me. Nope. nope. <laughs> right? Like, you know? But then that's when kicks in the overthinking, right? That's, for you know, for I some. I don't, see, I don't care about those kinds of things, so it baffles me. Yeah, but there are, you know, there, it's just, you know, we live in a society now where it's the likes, it's who, uh, for example, when I was having to go to, to go back to the conversation. So I was having the conversation with the woman about uh, her kids going to school and she was saying, you know, they have to wear a certain uniform. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm, and I was trying to like be broad about what I was saying, but not. And I was like, oh, I'm like, you know, they just, they just steal the creativity, the individuality, you know, from the children. And she's like, well, you know, they have to conform. I said, why? I said, why? And I think because of the question, I I asked a question to the, you know, to, to that. I don't think she had thought, thought of, do you know what I mean? I don't think she really had thought about it. This is just a program that, that, that these people rely on. 
And then she had said, you know, well, you know, there's children today who aren't getting dressed and they're not doing this. And then I said, but it's not up to the school. I said, you know, I, I dress and I'm, I'm polished and put myself together because I saw my grandmother do it. I saw my mother do it. You know what I mean? That's what that's, I grew up in a house where women were dressed. Do you know what I mean? Like men were dressed. They got up and were, were, were dressed. You know what I mean? And, um, I saw that my grandmother did fashion design, you know? So for me, I saw it in the home and and I I was trying to explain to her, I go, I'm that, I was that child that the minute you told me I had to do something, I rebelled, you know? And, and it's the, it's the, it's the lack of allowing anyone to just be themselves. So then, you know, from the very young age, they're conforming to make other people happy so that they're more comfortable. And Listen, I couldn't even do dance in school because I hated that. It was, you know, everybody, eh, it felt weird to me. I always wanted to do a little extra this, a little extra that. Yeah. And my mother always would be mad because I quit all the time because I'd be like, well, I don't like it. The teacher, you know, would bother me. I didn't like this. Yeah. And I always would just go with things, even as an adult. I turned down a scholarship to go to college. Everyone, oh, you're crazy. Why you I don't want to go to college. Yeah. So that should be a good enough reason. Mm-hmm. But everybody's so convinced that it's such a good thing. What do you mean? You're going to get a free ride to strip you of your individuality. Individuality. Yeah, you're gonna get, my spirit. Yeah, you're going to get a free ride to to not learn anything and Plus to we get gang raped by fraternity boys. That's fucking insane. I mean, just kidding. I shouldn't say that. That's awful. No, I mean it does happen. Unfortunately, that's what I'm saying. Like the like the most ugliest, horrible things happen to people in college. I think college is like a, a an evil, like Realm. there's something that, that that that's going on. I mean, obviously there's a real education, but uh, like fraternities, all of those things, there's an evil root at those things. They're the hazing. These are rituals, traumas, mm-hmm. girls getting that's like that's normal in that world, you know. A lot of, yeah, a lot of a lot of what we uh, we, when I say we, those of us who are of spirit, <laughs> uh, a lot of what we would deem as ugly or or just wrong because it feels wrong, we know it's wrong, is really what runs and, and drives the energetic forces of so much shit. It's crazy. It you actually know? is because I think they've acclimated people into having this this thirst, this drive for pleasure for like, you know, all of these fixes. And these are fixes we're supposed to get naturally if we were living in in accordance to how we're meant to live. Yeah. We would get those from natural interaction because we'd have deeper connections with Mm -hmm. with each other. And and we we would, like, for instance, an orgasm doesn't always have to come from a sexual act. You know, you can have orgasmic experiences in your mind, in your body, like feel them in your brain without, you know, doing sex, but we just think that that's how you're going to get that kind of pleasure. And this is how you're going to get that. So I think it's all, people are so motivated by pleasure and money mm-hmm. that it blinds them. It puts them in a psychosis in and in, under a spell. Mm-hmm. And it is what's happening. Anything to keep empowering yourself, keep reinforcing yourself is, is all you'll interact with. This is what happens to celebrities who are under mind control. People say, well, well the, they're surrounded by people who don't allow them to interact with information that might ever Figure. make them see what's going on or, or how they're actually, you know, affecting people and whatnot. Yeah. 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 
I mean, it does. It, you know, the the attack on the psyche has been happening for a really long time. Let me see if I can grab this really fast. I was one of the books I went to pull out. I don't know if I'm making too much noise in the background. Um, Pardon me, one second, see if I can find it. One of the books I have is, um, that's not it, is it? Yes, it is. So I have some really old books and I like them because there's truths in here or there's information, I should say, that has been scrubbed or scratched or that is no longer yeah, on the- can't access. So this is the Lincoln Library of Essential Information, right? An up-to-date manual uh, for daily reference uh, for self-instruction and for general culture. Now, when you when I'm reading this, I was like, because I, I when I was looking at stuff for tonight, you know, just having different ideas, and then I was reading the, the some of this, and I was like, this is fucking wild, right? So. Um, it is, wait, there's a, um, here it is. The first sentence, the first sentence in this is one of like, like, are you kidding me with the tell? It says the Lincoln library of essential information has been prepared with two controlling ideas constantly in view. Two controlling That's what we live in. ideas That's constantly what we live in. in view. One has been to embody a single volume uh, the largest amount of helpful information um, for the average reader that has ever been placed between two covers. The other aims uh, has been to select, condense, arrange, and verify this material with a degree of thoroughness and accuracy much greater than has ever been obtained in any other work of similar scope. In our judgment, confirmed by years of publishing experience, the accomplishments of these aims ensures the production of a book that stands in a class all by itself to control and, con and it, it, it control the ideas. And this is the book. So, you know, if this came out, this publication, copyright 1924, 100 years ago, right? This came out and this is a preference, right? The preface for really how they built society. Right. I mean, as far as as if I have a book showing it. Right. It, and, and what they're saying and they're saying right in the very first sentence to control ideas constantly in view. I mean, it's, it's very easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it really is easy to see once you interact with certain information. And that's why they shield us to do indoctrinate and in, with education so that. We don't put those connections together that that we're all feeding into, uh, you know, a downloaded worldview mm -hmm. that, that gets told to us. It's yeah. a control structure. It's an yeah. idea control structure. It's an idea hierarchy. Mm -hmm. These ideas are good. These ideas are bad. These are, it's not it's not a free like, you know, yeah. go with your ideas. Use your ingenuity. Create. Like, imagine people nowadays like would just sit in a room and if they wanted to sit, they wouldn't think to build a chair. Like, you know, because the government never told them that, mm -hmm. you know, you should get materials and when you need to do so. And it's like, most people would just be like, Hmm, how can I better my situation? Yeah. Like they don't want us to be that kind of person anymore. Nope. 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 Look at the size of this book. That's incredible. A hundred years ago. Right. 
Well, did you get a chance to open that article from 100 years ago? I didn't. Well, I can just read uh, yep. uh, the, a little bit of what like they desire because here we go. This is just the last paragraph. Further immediate consequence of ectogenesis would be a plan that society should be allowed to produce the human types it most needs. Instead of being forced to absorb all the unsuitable types which happen to be born, if it were possible to breed a race of strong, healthy creatures intelligent to perform intricate drudgery yet lacking all ambition, what ruling class would resist that temptation? Many of the arguments brought against slavery would be powerless in such this case. This there, oh, this is an article, by the way, sorry, readers, um, that was written 100 years ago, and it was by Laud Birkenhead, who was the, one of the elites at the time, predicting what the future will be like in 100 years. So this was written in 1929. Many of the arguments brought against slavery would be powerless in such a case for the ectogenetic slave of the future would not feel his bonds. Every impulse which makes slavery degrading and irksome to ordinary humanity will be removed from his mental equipment. His only happiness would be in his task. He would be the exact human counterpart of the worker bee. Only the arguments of religion could be used to prevent his evolution. His hmm. emancipation could never be considered. For in freedom, he would find only crushing boredom and misery. It seems improbable, however, that the future developments of industry will call for such a being to tend its wheels. Production will become so cheap in barring political or international upheavals, wealth will accumulate to such an extent that the ectogenetic robot will never be needed. It is far more likely that men will work as machine minders for one or two hours a day and be free to, because they, they're building robots, he's saying, mm -hmm. free to devote the rest of their energies to whatever form of activity they enjoy. That's for the elites, by the way. So I recommend everyone go and just Google this article, Laud Birkenhead from 1929, and it's, it says for your children's children. It's a really interesting article because it a lot of parallels to actually the political situation, the um, they, they talk about uh, eugenics, how people will not birth children anymore, will have children in test tubes because, you know, we'll be only picking out the genes we want. It's pretty creepy. Just creepy. Do you know um, they have pod pod babies? It's uh, it's so I, I saw it a few years ago. I, have, I, I don't know what account. I think it was my old account. Maybe it was on. Anyways, they have pod babies. So they have little pods. You put in your living room and the baby grows in the pod versus your belly. And then you have like a little can of something and you twist it on and it feeds the baby. And then there's a microphone in there so you can go to work and talk to the baby while the baby's in, your, in the little thing in the living room. And then it grows. And then when it gets to a certain thing, you take it out of the, the pod. Because modern science, which he mentions in this article, this is what they believe. This is the premise of how they believe a, a mother and child connection is. It's purely chemical. Uh -huh. So they don't believe that when a mother is carrying the child, that there's anything spiritual, that there's any other kind of bonding, like it's purely chemical. And this is a sick psychopathic way of thinking. And it's to see what they, this is how they brainwash us by implying certain things like, like it's already okay. And no, yeah. so they just imply that, yeah, that there's no big deal. That's just a chemical connection. More people will be like, Oh yeah, they'll just repeat. They'll, they'll mimic. They like, that's what most people do. They mimic whatever expert they see in front of them. So they, they don't even think like, 
doesn't it bother you when you post something that is clearly like it's not like a deep hidden source it's like a simple thing and mm -hmm. so i'll be like hey can you share the link with me i'm like hey you can you go to google and write and type in foxnews.com and yeah. it'll be right there on the front page right. you know, like, they're so programmed though to, to rely on someone else yeah to, to like just feed it like can't be and this is another thing how we interact with information are you interacting with information for entertainment or are you valuing the information that you encounter, taking it in, meditating on it, actually running it through your own system? Because I feel like information is now becoming like, again, like we say about people just wanting to appear knowledgeable, where they do this thing with with information, they it's for entertainment. They're like, they only want to, the information just keep their entertainment. Well, I, yeah, it is. It's just, a, it's just a big show. It's just a big hodgepodge of, of just the Truman Show. It is. That's it. Really, what does kind of feel like that? It does feel like that a lot. And you know, there is an uh, there is something I want everyone to download or, or just look it up. You can just Google it. It's a it's a it's a government document. The Ministry of Defense of the UK, right? They have plans, big plans for our future, and it's a document that they have written out. Human augmentation: the dawn of a new paradigm, a strategic implications project, and. Uh, People need to read this. It's a pretty, it's a long document, so I'm not going to get into it, but I can read the summary, which is just a small, tiny paragraph. Okay, okay here we go. In its broadest sense, human augmentation has been practiced since the dawn of humankind. Humans have adorned themselves with decorative garments to increase their social standing or concocted substances to boost their physical performance or alter their emotional state. They have fashioned weapons to increase their powerness in their prowess in combat and armor to protect themselves. The ability to enhance one's physical, psychological, or social capability and resilience has been a source of influence and power throughout history. The paradox of war is that people are central to it, but they also it's sleekest wink. Uh, it's it's weakest <laughs> wink. <laughs> we want war fighters, whether they be cyber specialists drone pilots or infantry soldiers to be stronger, faster, more intelligent, more resilient mm -hmm. and mobile to overcome the environment, the adversary. We have therefore designed technologies to enhance lethality, survivability and mobility as technology has become, basically this is a their, their blueprint for turning us into cyborgs. Yeah. And the, it, it, it's, you know, the, the premise is very real. It, it, you You're don't open about these things now for our listeners. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but the, the, the reality is human augmentation, the dawns of paradigm strategic implications project. Okay. And, and look at the DNA, right? With the human and robot touching. You see yeah. that? Mm -hmm. It's just like the um, painting, right? The Michelangelo painting, isn't it? Yeah. But only, right. But only it was God's finger. Yeah. Well, that's a good connection you just made. We can't see the picture. You know what I mean? We only oh, can see. sorry. No, no, no. I meant the um we can't see the big picture. You know, we can only see the fingers touching on on that and on the Well, what's funny too is on the Michelangelo painting, it is a brain around God. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, this brain with God and angels and it's like those are all the parts of our brain supposedly. Right. It, yeah, it's interesting how it you know, different philosophical views mm -hmm. on that. Interesting. I'm starting to think that these things are ways to 
those of us who are supposed to wake up in the matrix, you know, we're, maybe we're the wrong side of the coin, you know, that maybe we just find our way out of this matrix and on the other side is reality, is nirvana. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it, I know it exists because I can feel it. Um, well, paintings and art back then was what movies are to us. It was, you know, either to enlighten and back then they did use art to enlighten. They were very more uh, respectful, appreciative of the certain mysteries and all of that. Things were not as tyrannical, believe it or not. Yeah. These, these, these beautiful practices got infiltrated and then used to just do awful things and, and whatnot. But they have. I forgot what I was saying. Sorry. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm I've, so thirsty. Do you mind if I get water? Go right ahead. Uh, for our listeners, you are listening to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. You can find us on thewakeupradio.com and you can go and sign up at otwtube.com, our new social media page, which is fire. So I pulled out a, uh, actually, I'll wait till I want to share this with Sophia. So I'm just going to wait till she comes back from getting her, her water. But I want to come back to the book for a second that uh, I was sharing. It's Dr. Wayne Dyer, 10, six, 10 Secrets to Success and Inner Peace. And it's a, he's just this, you know, when you listen to someone and you can tell that their energy is resonating and that, that everything is just kind of in alignment. That's how he was when he spoke. Um, and he has several books out. I think I've probably read a good, a good portion of uh, most of his books. And it says, um, Wayne Dyer has written thought provoking book to choose um, book for those of us who have chosen to consciously be on a life path. The 10 secrets to success and inner peace presented these apply whether you're just embracing your own path or nearing the end of it or are on a path anyways. Um, Dr. Dyer urges you to read these 10 secrets with an open heart, but by doing so, you learn to feel the peace of God and that truly defines success. When he had uh, passed away, the his children had sprinkled his ashes and uh, the most incredible thing happened. The water had a reflection of his face. Uh, look him up and look up that. It was just, it, you know, it's one of those things you can't really explain. It just kind of happened. And it was there. So why don't we do this? Yeah, we're going to go to a commercial break. You are listening to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. And we'll be right back. And we are back. You're listening to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. And we are your hosts, Zest and Sophia. <laughs> I just, uh, Sophia has some uh, stuff she wants to share. Right before that, I was just sharing with her on, on the break. I have a Time Special Issue magazine from the fall of 1996. And it is the, it was actually the, the Frontiers of Medicine is what the name of it is. And it's very and it, uh, the, I'm going to have to post this. This picture is just wild, right? So it says the keys to the kingdom. Now listen to this. Those are those who really know will hear what I'm going to say. The discovery and the manipulation of the human genes together with the use of special new drugs are unlocking a future in which the human body promises to confound and defeat its ancient enemies. What? What in the battle of heaven? Ancient enemies? 
What do you know what I'm saying? Like, what is it's like, it's like that language is very charged. So Mm -hmm. it's to get you to look at your own genes as like weapons against you. It's to get you to look like you have to go to war with your own genetics. Or are they they talking in a broader spec? Do you know what I mean? Like, who knows? But it's it's that convincing. It's that's that that's the spell. That's where where they start by convincing you these reasons are legit. These reasons are valid. These reasons are for my better. You know, for me, for good, for this, for that. To be stronger, faster. My kids will be. You know, it's about they knew they had the show back then. Mm-hmm. So, and they, uh, this is just the pre- the beginning of it. And then it says, uh, as he chats with the young mother, the doctor flicks a cotton swab in the mouth of the infant son, collecting a small sample of mucus from inside his cheek. In the back room of his office, he inserts the sample into a machine, which extracts the DNA from the mucus cells and compares it with the genetic material on a dime-sized chip. Minutes later, a computer printer begins to spit out a list of the infant's genes. Fortunately, so it goes on to uh, talk about the genes and the thing. This is in 1996. They're able to take a little swab, right? Because there's nothing new under the sun. A little swab, take your gene, know your DNA, and now, boom, they know your bloodline. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're so trying to, like, I feel like they're trying to edit out an aspect of course, a very specific aspect or bloodline. There is something that they need deleted before they can, you know, fulfill their transhumanist agenda. Look at this picture, Sophia. I don't know how well you can see it. So here, yeah. here he's looking out, right? But look the at DNA. how I see it all. Yeah, how fragmented the DNA is, right? And then it goes into the smooth. Like it's, it yeah, it's mutated. the new vision. Yeah. Right? See, and I'm looking at it like going in and mutating your DNA. So like your DNA is clean and then it starts to mutate, like it mutates your mind. And see, I'm thinking the kingdom is like your penal gland, your, your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like distorting it. Yeah. So for me, so isn't it interesting perspective? Because neither really one of us is. are wrong. So for me, it's looking out and it changes the perspective that way. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because then it's controlling you, what, how you see the world. Mm-hmm. how you interact, how you are in the world. And that's the ultimate, that's what they, that's what they seek to do. Yeah, it is. And so this is this, I just wanted to bring that in. This is 1996. So if I'm sharing a book from a hundred years ago from the Lincoln library, talking about how they control people's thoughts, this is an article from 1996 talking about genes and how they're again, you know, uh, they're editing people. They talk about AIDS, fertility, you know, the different things that they can do in 1996, which again, is nothing new. You know, but the advancements, because even though they're 100 years advanced in technology, the advancements that they're using on us are, you know, these frequencies, these waves, all of this stuff. And if you don't think that everybody's in a bad mood on a certain day because of the frequency, you know, you're not looking at the broader picture. And that's just part of the, I just wanted to throw that in there too. No, there is. They are are collectively um, doing that. They're putting those signals out there and, and whoever's picks up on them, that if it affects them mm-hmm. and they use it with sciences and technologies that they don't teach us about me, they distort our sciences on purpose. So yep. the way, the way we, and what we think of a science, like when we go to school, that's like a little small portion, but sound frequencies, vibration, healing, mm-hmm. all of these things, those are all real sciences. Yep. And if they taught those to every person, then, 
everybody would be would equipped be with, mm -hmm. with the with the antidote to what they're doing, and they can't have that. And it's no, because they have a healthy society. Yeah, because exactly. They'd have a healthy society. Can I just read a little bit yes. of this? Um, I, I won't read the whole thing, but no, it's, that's about how the the roots of transhumanism is. It's satanic, and um, I won't read the start of it, but I'll read how mm -hmm. the little down. So, actually, you want me to share it so you can see it? Sure. Okay, the roots of transhumanism goes back as far as Zoroaster, the ancient Persian spiritual leader who lived sometime around 1000 BC. According to scholar Jason Reza Giorgiani, Zoroaster placed emphasis on humanity's integral role in cosmic history. Rather than an omnipotent God deterring history, humanity is tasked with choosing this evolutionary creative force and actively bringing about the end of history. Several hundred years later, the myth of Prometheus by Hesiod, 8th century BC, and Plato, 4th century BC, depicted many of the themes central to transhumanism. Prometheus helped humanity by stealing fire, wisdom, and other technologies from the gods. Similarly, transhumanists believe that we can and should take control of our nature and cross our natural boundaries, writes Trije Fransen in Prometheus Rediviv, for it will make us become healthier, more intelligent, prettier, and happier. When scientists talk about helping humanity overcome natural human ailments and shortcomings, they are channeling the myth of Prometheus. In modern times, the several prominent transhumanists have explicitly linked occult practices to their transhumanist goals. For example, Jack Parson, founder of America's Rocket Program, was deeply involved in the occult religion, the Lama. I actually spoke about this last couple weeks ago. Parsons had a distinct vision for bringing about the next step in evolution for humanity. He described his vision in occultism terms but his goals directly aligned with transhumanism. The future of reason. If you take one glance at the Satanic Temple's website, you'll realize that you're not shy about promoting cliche Satanic symbols, images of Baphomet, hexagon skulls. Although there is some humor and shock value to these images, the Satanic Temple fully embraces Satan as a symbolic champion of reason and an antagonist of superstition, the website explains. Satan is a symbol of the eternal rebel. In opposition to arbitrary authority, forever defending personal sovereignty, even in the face of insurmountable odds. Satanism provides all that a religion should be without compulsory attachment to untenable items of faith-based belief. It provides a narrative structure by which we contextualize our lives and works. It also provides a body of symbolism and religious practice, a sense of identity, culture, community, and shared values. Max Moore, a leader in the transhumanist movement, understood this completely. In his essay, In Praise of the Devil, he writes, The devil Lucifer is a force for good. Lucifer is the embodiment of reason, of intelligence, of critical thought. He stands against the dogma of God and all of the dogmas. He stands for the exploration of new ideas and new perspectives in the pursuit of truth. The name Lucifer means life anger. Okay, so I'll stop there because it just, you know, ties that to that. But the whole transhumanist thing is that is really a future that we have to combat because it's a future that will enslave us. And they're trying to make enslaving us look appealing. They're trying to make it look futuristic, like we'll be, you know, robot superheroes and this is what i think all of these superhero movies are about all of these 
This is all to, to pre-program us. It's all predictive programming to make all these things look appealing. But really, it's to get you to hate your body. And I have to say this. Satanism, the way they explain it, like, oh, it's about freedom. There's a difference between, you know, freedom and freedom, which is, uh, what's it called? Degrade degrading or uh, what's it called uh, when you were like hurt yourself, like self-defecating, yeah. you know, and that's the stuff they promote. They promote that kind of freedom. Like, like they should be able to molest children. They should be like, like that's the freedom they're talking about. And, and there is not. In the body that you chose, you chose the body you came in here with for some reason. So we should respect it and we should value it in our genetics, our DNA. It is what it is. I, I don't believe in any of that. In fact, you can watch a reality show now. And, you know, I do randomly for some reason. I find it like, like what do these people like do? And every time it, someone's talking about having a baby and, and this time the guy was like, but this time, you know, well, you're not going to like carry it or anything. We'll, we'll have them like design it basically. Like that's, these are the conversations people have, who have, you know, they're not like million millionaires, but they would just have enough yeah. money. This is what, what is happening now. This is eugenics sold to us as, you know, oh, we're going to have the perfect, the baby, perfect mm -hmm. baby, you know, we'll have a blue eyed baby. It's like, that's lab, how Charles lab created. It's lab created. It's disturbing. And we don't know, like, this is what I'm saying. I had this conversation with a nurse the other day about how I draw a line with the whole in vitro thing. Like, I, I really do. I think that creating embryos, freezing them, then destroying them, you don't know the spiritual repercussions of that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and this is exactly what they're doing with, with eugenics. They're destroying life. They're playing God. They have no authority to do so. Mm -hmm. We have no authority to do so. And it's it, we have to see it for what it is. I feel like people aren't getting it. There is a uh, I am not going to remember his name right now. I have to I have to start going back over my notes again. So one of the uh, one of the many 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 thousands of things I have watched on technology. One of the guys in it said, "We're creating gods, and and anyone who tries to stop us will destroy." Like he point blank said, like, we're not like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're creating. And uh, when you were, when you were talking about the, so I've learned recently two things. One, the word robot comes, it's a Hungarian word, I believe in root. And it means slave. The other is, is that technically you only need to be 1% robot in order to be considered a robot. 99% human, and then you can have 1%, which there's different, there's cyborgs and synthetics, there's the bachat, bachats. Well, they say the someone with like a hip replacement is considered a cyborg. Yeah. Well, we, we're considered cyborgs. I mean, you know, I, I was looking at a woman walking down the street the other day. Yeah, exactly. She has a phone in her hand and she had the whole loop going on, which created a whole different thought process because I was like, what kind of circuit did she just create? Because she has the things in her ears and she's holding it, which is way better than the buds. But when I was looking at her, I saw a complete circuit. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, like it yeah. went from her ears to her hands, like something, you know what I mean? Like it was just a, a but um, so we are considered cyborgs and, you know, Technically, I mean, there's no way that we, 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 we cannot, I hate saying these words, right? Because I, I want to think yeah, of myself in some certain way, right? This is who I am. This is what I'm told. But, you know, 
I have spent enough time researching, and I'm in no expert, but I have knowledge. I've spent enough time researching the AI, nanotechnology, how this, how these things work, that it would be impossible for us not to be considered robots right now. Just on the basis of the nanotechnology they spray in the air that we breathe in, or the smart dust, right? Oh, Programmable. Okay. Right? It's programmable that we breathe in. Now, if you just go on, on nanotech, uh, the way the nanotech works is it goes in, it steals a life force of the atom, and then it self-duplicates, just like a cell would, except now it has the life force, and then the nanotechnology is self-duplicating. So it drains the organic life force, and, yep. and, it, and, it, and it synthesizes it, yep. and then you're reliant on that synthesized yep. life force versus yep. your net. Wow. So, so, so two becomes four, four becomes eight. You know, eight becomes sixteen. Do you know what I mean? And it happens at a very, and this is this is the progress of it. It can't not be that way. Based off of that, how can you tell me that now, even when we think something, it shows up on a computer? You don't even have to speak it. You don't have to tell another anybody. You don't have to write it down. All you have to do is think something, or act something, or do something, right? And then um, all of a sudden, it's there. Like I've been having some um, vision problems and uh, I was doing something with my eye the other day and boom, pops right up, pops right up. I didn't say a word to anybody. This is the first time oh, I've like eye stuff? Yeah, like I'm having like real vision problems. Like I'm having a hard time seeing. And like and information the popped on your phone about eye stuff, vision? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so you think maybe they're targeting you, they're messing with your vision and then they're putting advertising. Cause let me tell you this. I don't, I won't do it this week, but next week we'll talk about the corporations and how they use the mind control tactics yeah. and they are using this, this frequency technology. And I would not, I'm almost certain that what you just described is what I read in the article about corporate uh, mind control and how they'll literally zap and let you target you to give you a, 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 either an ailment or a certain type of psychotic thought and whatnot. And then, then you'll see it be inundated with all stuff to steer you into a specific yeah. Market. Yeah. 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 But that right there alone is showing a connection to the AI. Right. You I mean, are mean interface. Right. So if our brain interface is wired into the AI and then, you know, we have the nanotechnology in our circulatory systems in our brains, then on that premise. And, you know, we have these attached to us 24 seven. Well, most people, you know, you know what I'm saying? Then in what sense are we not cyborgs or robots? Well, I think the phone if, is make what makes us a cyborg, 100%. I think that just these phones alone, because most people, like their life is, it, they are in a, they can't live with the phone as part of them. The phone mm -hmm. is literally part of them. It is, it's, it's their, they rely on it. They're, they need it. They need it. Isn't that funny? So that's, that they're a cyborg essentially. So this is what they, this is exactly the pattern. And this is the, this is exactly how they want us. You know, we're, we're yep. so reliant. So now what's more convenient? Now you get an Apple watch. Well, what's in, well, we'll be more convenient. Oh, glasses or contacts, you yep. know, that your phone is right there in your contacts or you've got a chip that you can just, boop, you know. Well, they show all that technology. They, yeah, they show all of it. Yeah. Well, we see it. movies like Bloodshot, right? That's showing what they can do to the human body now. They can they can augment you. They can freeze you for six months, bring you back up, inject you with false memories, and then send you on a mission based on those false memories, and then put you back. So that's based uh, on real science. I looked it up. Yeah. No. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just <laughs> laughing at the fact that they're saying they're bringing back a woolly mammoth. 
right? Do you yeah, know what I mean? They've like, already done it. And, yeah. You know, like they're, they're making uh, their own creatures and beings and, you know, like, and, 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 you know, people are out here going, no, no, everybody. It's, it's, it's just, because they want, they want, again, I feel like I, I can't find any other language, but they're under a spell. So they, 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 they want this to be true. Like, 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 this is all for our betterment. This is gonna be. Well, this is what I want. It's like people are convinced they want a future they don't really want. So let me let me um let me let me let me put it uh, this way, right? So for example, you know, people say they want to live in a better world and do this, and they want to raise money for cancer. But you don't want to find out why everybody has fucking cancer. Cancer is a man-made thing. It's from yeah. all the guck everywhere. Yeah, but so you don't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why? Why do you want to keep finding a like? How many years are you gonna ask for a cure for it when you when 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 how? Like, my mother got so mad at me one time. Um, uh, he was like my uncle. He's you know one of those family friends you've known your whole life that my mother knew her whole you know. And when he passed away, when he was sick, I said to my mother, um, something. And I said, well, I said, why doesn't anyone want to know why why it's happening? Do you know what I mean? Instead of prayers, I'm not, I'm what, what that, what, what, why does anyone want to know why it's happening? And she got so mad at me. Like I was saying something like so out of line. Like I was so like, like, ah, 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 you know, I wasn't, it just, how many times are we going to say that cancer sucks? Well, this, this, is, this is the other sign that we're living in a distorted world where people are distorted because it's they believe that giving a dollar in a bucket or in a bin that that's helping. They, they believe that. Yeah. yeah. They can't even see the scam in front of their face. Hey, most of those things are scams. They go to just throw in fancy parties for these people and who are, you know, then they do fancy talks uh, and cancer. Cancer is a man-made thing, but um, <laughs> so that, that to me shows a lot because you should want to know why. If you care enough to put the dollar in the bucket, you yeah. should be like, well, well, gee, why are people dying of this? You know, what's causing, like, I don't know. You know, I want to share something. When I did that, um, that thing with that lady, like the exorcism where she goes in, we, we, I do go out and I do go in, you know, spirit travel to my childhood and to, to get different information. And when I had to do that, what I kept saying to her, I said, she said, what are you thinking? As I was like observing myself as a child sitting on the steps, really just like, and I says, Every time I observe myself as a child, oh, the only word going through my head is why. <laughs> uh, why? Like I was always in in some sort of why. Why am I here? Why was I born? Why does this happen? How does this? Like I was always in a why state of mind. Mm -hmm. I felt like. And um, that's just interesting. You know, the why. Maybe I wanted to yeah, know. But the why. whys give you information. Yeah, yeah. I was a deep thinker. I was always in deep, like deep thought, like almost not there. I don't know if I was there. I mean, I feel like I was there because like, I know most of my moments, even though things were fucked up at times, like I know most of my moments, like when I think of them, I just think of myself like being happy or having a good time or, you know, like regardless yeah. of, of whatever, whatever was going on. Um, but oh, I was just gonna say something. What was I just gonna say? How did I don't know? But you wanted to share your. Oh, right. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for the listeners, last week I actually captured an entity on my surveillance cameras. It was outside of my house for like two and a half hours. You know, it, I did every investigative thing you could do to make sure there wasn't like a bug on the camera or there wasn't anything outside. With the naked eye, you could not see this thing, but it was a black cloud that would at times be thinner. It would change its shape. It would move. It would react to cars driving by. And, and then it would get really dark at times, but it was like stalking the front of my house. So I recently was re- just, I, I keep thinking about it. I keep looking into it, but I thought the other day to ask my neighbor and bring it up to my neighbor. And without me even finishing my sentence, she goes, ah, oh, ah, oh, pulls out her phone. She said she caught it on her ring camera. On it. Uh-huh. So, so we have two now, two separate cameras yeah. that caught this thing. So, because she she has a lawn with me, it's just my camera doesn't catch yep. that stuff. And it's two really good definitions, and they're both opposite of each other. Like one definition is like it's the death, it's something from the underworld, it's some sort of death thing. And the other thing I I I got was that it's these are nature beings, these are protective nature spirits, and they show up. Like the reason I couldn't see my eye because there must have been something going on electrically in the atmosphere or not. So I do, I'm bringing it up because I do want to investigate it more. I feel like it really left an impression mm-hmm. on me. Even when I talk about it, I get, I get that same, that, that, that feeling right back. So I know that they, I have to look into this. What do you so think? Before you even said anything about the electrical, I, my thought was uh, frequencies. That it had something to do with frequencies. Some, 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 whether it was a, f- a frequency that was there, a frequency that was created and caused. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, like. I've like, seen it before. So that wasn't the first time. It's just that was the first time I investigated it. Um, I would also look at what your land is, what it was at one time. Marshland. Um, I, I did when I moved in. Was there any other, were there any cultures or any anything? or? Uh, I will look into that. I didn't look to that, but I just yeah. thought it was just marshland. Yeah, but someone, something had to have come and filled, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, how, yeah. how, how do you have There's a house? Here. Is there people, is it, am I buried near something? I mean. I'm going to tell you when I lived in Beachmont and Revere, right? So uh, this is uh, north of Boston for our listeners. So I lived really cool house, right? It was a two two level house, and um, we were up on Beachmont, so we overlooked the uh, ocean, right? I oh, I love the, I yeah, that's the sunrise awesome. from my bed, mm. and I would hear Native American drums all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, am I going nuts? Like, like no one else ever mentioned it. No one else said anything, nothing, right? And I would hear, like, I would hear like a full on ceremony. I would hear them all the time. And then one night, this guy I was dating, he was over and we were laying in my bed and the window was open. He's like, do you hear that? I'm like, you hear it? And he's like, yeah. And he was the only other person who ever, who ever heard it. Now, uh, me and my brother from another mother, we have uh, the same tattoo, just a different design. It's a uh, Chinese calligraphy and has a meaning. It, uh, it's the balance. It means peace. It's a balance of opposing forces, which in the end brings you strength and, and, and brings you uh, peace. And um, when we were, and I had told him about this and I was like, I don't know. I feel like the house or like something here is like on an Indian burial ground. Like it's on a hill overlooking the oak. You know what I mean? Like I just had a really strong feeling about it. Well, when we were reading about the tattoos and the different symbologies and stuff, one of the things actually talked about a burial on a hill overlooking the ocean. And me and him just kind of looked at each other and we were like, 
what? You just want to like those confirmations and stuff like yeah, that. So yeah. The reason I say that is because where you are isn't that far from. Uh, oh, for sure. Well, Revere, I mean, this whole area, all of, you know, Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. there could be tons of history. People, there could have been a battle over here that we mm -hmm. don't even know about. Yeah. But it could be, that's what I mean. So when you're saying like a protect, you know what I mean? It could be something, but uh, my first thought was the frequencies, like something is. I um, felt like it was sucking the pressure out of the air. Like I could feel, I felt like it was feeding off, like, cause you know, it was that, that type of um, weather with, you know, the, it, oh, you just had lightning and that like, you know, that heavy ass lightning. static is still in the mm -hmm. air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the lightning has been very unusual lately too. Very you know, unusual. A part of me, though, Zest, I got to say, I didn't say it because I always think, and this is, I mean, be, me me being open about me catching myself yeah. right now, editing myself, part of me felt like I was someone cloaked. And the only reason I could see them was because of that electrical okay. stuff going on. Because, like, when I sent the video to my sister, uh, like, she goes, like, it we, when a car drove by, like, it did this, like, thing. Where huh. you could you could almost see like a neck go like that, but I mean, when I when I was looking at it, it was a low cloud. There was no yeah. physical shape whatsoever. It was yeah. a see-through cloud. I mean, it could be. It definitely could be. You know, the technology exists. It's not like it doesn't exist. And you know, the other thing too is, you know, you and I we're they're interdimensional beings, and you know, there's all sorts of things. It isn't just us. <laughs> Right. Well, this was very, this was different than a than a shadow person. I just want to say mm -hmm. that to the listeners. I know you you knew that because I I see shadow people yeah. a lot, and when I get them, no, this is different. I not now I figured out how to get them to go the heck away. But there were all different types of shadow people. There was actually like dark, like like tall, big shadow people. But then there's like I guess other people from other existences, and we're just seeing their. Did I ever, I, I must have told you about the thing that I saw. I mean, you, the, no. So, so this is probably what time are we at? One of the most messed up experiences ever. So uh, it had to have been 2000, I feel like two, 2006 to like 2008, 2009, like a lot of stuff happened. Like a lot of stuff happened, like lights. Like I have all sorts of pictures and anomalies yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, I used to have those paralyzing uh, nightmares. You know, you knew when you, I knew when I hit the pillow that it was going to happen. I knew, yeah. I knew, I knew I would fight it and I would fight it and I would try. And it was like this force, right? But mm -hmm. my, and it's been happening since I've been a child, my spirit leaves my body. And sometimes I can see it. Like I, I pop yeah. up. And uh, when I was, at, when I was little, I would go and sleep with my mom. And uh, just to realize I wasn't really there. I was still in the other room. And then I would get <laughs> sucked back into my body when I yeah. was in that disconnect. So there's one particular time I was out of my uh, body, but my apartment was different. And, um, I'm going through my apartment and I look and in my Moroccan room and there was like a whole bunch of dolls on the bed and they were all facing me. And I was like, well, that's fucking creepy. And then I look on my left and there's this huge mass of gray swirling energy, right? 
in the shape of a man next to me. I have goosebumps and I didn't like it. So I went to get out, but I couldn't get out because none of the doors had any handles or locks. I couldn't open the windows, right? I was like just stuck in there. So anyways, I kind of like double backed and I jumped back in my body and that was like, you know, that was it. It wasn't it. A couple of days later, I was at my friend's house and me and Carlos were sitting in the kitchen and uh, he, he used to call me fruit fly, right? So uh, we're sitting in the kitchen and we're reading a magazine and all of a sudden Carlos turns and he had the fear on his face. You know when someone really gets scared and I'm like, what's the matter? He goes, that thing's behind you. I said, what? Because I had told him about my, my, my nightmare. He goes, that thing is behind you. He goes, leave your ghost at home. And I was like, what? That thing that I described manifested itself from the fourth dimension into the third dimension through me because yes. I was, I was at a low gonna, state. Yep. It linked on to you. That's what they do. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, uh, someone else had told me the reason I couldn't get out is because there's no doors to the fifth dimension. I couldn't escape. I couldn't get out. Like I couldn't go up a level. Right. Like there wasn't right. a way for me to go. Um, so I had to come back down to, to the third, but it used me to manifest itself in this realm. And let me tell you, I have pictures of stuff. And if people don't think this is real, that's okay. <laughs> well, I know it's real. When I was, when I was yeah. a child, I would see these things around the people that they were attached to feeding when there was chaos. Yeah. Like, they they thrive off of our low vibration mm -hmm. emotions. They thrive. They feed off of it, and and it's it's a really weird thing. I can't even. They're all different. Look, I mean, sometimes like like you could almost like see them like kind of off. Yeah. Person. It's like and then it out. when the when the chaos is going, they're up and they're like fun they have vortex and like that's what where you saw like where you're it's like saying the funnel mm -hmm. and thinking that sounds like the vortex of when there's heavy energy being manifested mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this stuff is real and then people just want to you know well our chakras are actually spinning vortexes so that's how the energy comes in and you know that's our spiritual like you know, your prana your chi so that, that like those are portals too so imagine they're probably sucking from that yeah Linking in with the boards with the like a, like that like that thing when you were a kid in science class the yeah. tornado maker yeah 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 that's interesting I keep on every once in a while seeing violet those that's good when you see things like that I that, that's 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 good like I look at something and I can see like violet around it's like a I don't know how to explain it it's like a like like my picture like the blue in the picture. Except it's like a violet. It looks like that kind of. I like think a, that's like crown chakra energy. That's like high spiritual energy, mother energy, like God, like all that. That's yeah. When you see violet, that's all like upper, higher energy coming in, higher beings, higher frequencies. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Very good. Yeah. Like one morning, I'll tell you a really cool story. Before always oh, so human. I I I was. I had become conscious while I was still coming into my body and I could see my room was filled up with all of these beautiful orbs, you know, like mm -hmm. pretty orbs with like rainbow around this beautiful. And I remember, you know, coming in just like, it's like so weird when you remember, I had a real trippy thought later today and I'll, I'll share this, but I was coming in and just, there was surrounded and one really just big bubble was just like filling me with like, it's the most beautiful. 
That's feelings great. and sensations. And when I came oh, to open my eyes, I was like, was that real? <laughs> that, yeah. So that's that part where we question, right? Like you knew it was, but then. So the, the trippy thought I had earlier was this. I was washing dishes and I was thinking about that, actually, like that those situations. I thought, why is it that we don't remember our dreams? Why is it like that we have to work? And like, what, there's a lot of importance in the dream world. Like, mm -hmm. and I thought like, you know, maybe this isn't our real reality. This is the dream? I don't know, like maybe. I, cause I, I feel like, why is it so important? The dream world, that's the astral. This, mm -hmm. Why is that so important? Yeah, it's so hard to, to get to like, to grasp in and, and really have a good relationship like that. You know, to be able to like lucid dream. I feel like there's something like- A block. Something there, yeah. yeah. Is, maybe the world seems to merge or something. I can feel an energetic, like, not that I'm blocked, but I can feel like, it's like an umbilical cord being cut or something. I don't know how to explain it. a wall sometimes. It's like a, like, yeah, it's just, it's weird. I, I'm not sure, I, I'm, I'm not gonna explain it proper. I know I'm not. Someone, um, Gina's son yesterday, I had a really cool conversation with him in the backyard. He was saying how he thinks he believes that the sun is a portal to heaven, mm -hmm. and because he was like the sun is what prevents us, you know, from being encased in darkness. And I just think there's so many of these beautiful possibilities and theories, yes. and it sucks. Like we live in this enclosed world where it, it's there's so many possibilities we don't know, and 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 when we wonder about these things. Mm -hmm. it, it really, I don't know. That's magic to me. Like I get all giddy. Like it is. I well, for me, like I have this knowing that there's so there's something amazing and beautiful and great because I can feel it. I can sense it. I can see it. Yeah. It's not. I didn't. I didn't get it out of a book. I didn't read it yeah. in a magazine. It's something I've known since I've been a child. Yeah. And it, I it, it knew when I was little there was another place. I knew it. Yeah. And then everyone talked me out of it. You know. Oh, it's not. But. Uh, like I, I ask a question, who would you be if you weren't told to be who you are? And I often wonder how I would be different had my visions been embraced. Do you know what I mean? I was like, gonna say, hmm, I don't align with that because I never really, no one told, no one ever told me. I, I never listened, but but that I do. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that is what a really good. Because wow. I had a lot of visions and I was told that, you know, that's not how the world is or that's not how, you know, this is and stuff like that. Right. But, but I knew, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm highly intuitive. It's highly like my intuitive. world's better than you are. Stop trying to convince me into yeah. your ship reality, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was listening to um, one of the past episodes. Uh, it aired. Sorry, I'm sitting on. A broken no, yeah. chair, and it's hurting my butt so bad. <laughs> um, um, on um, it was one of my old Event Horizon shows with Knowledge Dabs and Metal, and um, while I was listening to it, what did you just say prior to the chair? Because now I have your your bum on the chair of being hurt. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, why did I bring this up? Why? How vision? You how? Who would you be if, if no one squashed your vision? That's what you were elaborating on. Yeah, about your visions oh. and people would tell you. I, I was saying I don't want to buy into your reality. Yeah, so we were talking on that. Why did we? Why did this come up? And it was one of the. I, I, it's gone. It was what was one of the things though on there that we were talking about was that was like how different you know 
would would you actually be off of those bases? I know I just lost my train of thought, but yeah, I'll get it. No worries. No worries. That's why it is important, though, because where do we do that even as adults? Like for me, I feel like I almost need to recreate my vision. I need to refine my vision. I feel like I I was such a really strong, self-assured little kid. I mean, mm-hmm. I could confront any adult, tell them where to go, how to get there. And they would be like, oh, this, leave this girl. And as an adult, I got like weaker and weaker and weaker. And like, I almost feel like I, I need to link back in with that. I need to, yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like um, for me, like when I was setting up my bookcase or even pulling out stuff tonight, like, uh, I really feel like I need to disconnect, not from, you know what I mean, but from, from the AI, from all of this stuff, because I'm losing an essence of me every time I do that. And I'm not, I love, and I'm not saying not sit at the computer and look stuff up, but I really love like reading and taking notes and, and going over my notes and doing that. And I haven't done it in a long time. Why? What am I doing? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. We're allowing ourselves to be distracted with the very thing that is, you know, per- perpetuating the future we don't want. Yep. It's exactly what I said to my neighbor before the show when I was talking to him because he's a chef and he was saying, I used to do this and I used to do that. And I said to him, isn't it interesting the things that we love to do, we suddenly stop doing? That has to be a program. And that for me yeah. links right back to the calendar I want to get. And I want to write on my calendar, visually see the world that I want to create every day. So if Tuesday I'm going to cook, and Wednesday I'm going to do whatever it is, yeah, I'm going like to visually that. create I'm my I'm stealing world. that idea and I recommend everyone who's listening, if I, they don't do that already, do that. I think it's just a great way for us to get back on track and get away from the AI, you know, from a way. Yeah. And, and, Take our and, power back, our attention back. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's erasing our memories. I I believe it is. I really, I believe you when you say that. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a program. In fact, I'm. Did you post a, 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 something about a program that does that? Yeah, you did. You yeah, just well, about it. yeah. Well, the t- the Samsung. I just about it at all. No, but I'm, it's. I mean, imagine buying a TV. So it's called Unspoil Me. Imagine buying a TV, watching a program, then hitting a button and having your memory erased. And then you can watch the program again. You cannot tell me that that technology is not in these phones. You cannot, I, I, you can, well, actually you can tell me anything you want to tell me, but I'm not going to believe it because I'm going to believe that the technology is in the phone. I know myself, right? I know myself very well. And I know I'm changing, you know, we all do and stuff like that. But the memory thing doesn't make sense to me because my, my brain has always worked like a computer. Right, it always kind of just worked that yeah. way. It deducts, it simplifies. Me too. Things. Uh, like you immediately make connections, like yeah. to remember things. You know how to. Yeah, the only time I ever over overcomplicated anything is when I got into a highly emotional state. Right, that's when I. That's when. That's when the overcomplication. That's, that's, a, that's right? a tactic that they yeah. use. That's why they want us yeah. emotional. Yeah, and that's that's the only time. Other than that, I'm really good at like seeing, figuring it out. Point, you know, so. It's just interesting. Um, I had my diffuser on the other day too. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's nice. I put uh, uh, I put peppermint in my one in the other day. Nice. That helps. That keeps you nice and awake. It's a nice uplifting. I wanna um, I wanna do a cleanse through here that Tony talked about. That 
gets rid of all the fibers through here. I need it. I need it. 1101. 111. What a good time. What a good time. The words we use. This is a great show. I appreciate your time. I like having conversations. Thank you. Thank you. you know, it I know that, you know, we're doing this for the to help the betterment of society and to put a better thing out there. But in a selfish note, I really think that this is our way in, in, in our time space that we're helping ourselves. I do too. I was going to say, I don't even think it's for us. I think it's a way to get the knowledge that we've accumulated, built up in our minds and actually figure it out and, and interact get it with into it. Motion. Yeah. yeah. Get it into yeah. motion. Because, you know, when we were talking, you know, for me, I have to keep reminding myself that the they're not all real. The NPCs are out there. The empty vessels are out there. And, and I keep wanting them to have a heart and a soul and they just don't, do you know, like they just don't. So that's where like our little bubbles come up. We're going to keep giving love, but I don't like you. <laughs> I don't right, exactly, like you. Exactly. I'm going to live in love, but I don't have to, you know, I don't have to like the situation. We don't have to like what's going on with it. I came into this world, not liking anybody. And, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing, or it is just me. It is what it is, but most people don't deserve to be liked. Honestly, mm -hmm. people want to be, have all of these um, advances and, and, and things from you and, and attention from, but they do nothing. And that's what I've come concluded from, from really reflecting on, I didn't have like a lot of good adults that I saw in my life. Like I saw so many horrible people and I wouldn't say horrible, meaning they were mean or bad. They were just lost and they didn't seem to care to get found or figure anything out. And I feel like, most people are that and they just find out ways to, to, to mask it and put on a better, different face and a different mask. And it's sad. It's just a sad, it's a sad world we're living in because nobody's who they are. I am. Right. Yeah. We are. Uh, I am. And, and I know, I know there, there are a lot of people out there right now discovering and, and having their thing that probably we had in 20, you know, whatever year. But at the oh, same yeah. time, we have to start being about action, being real. Just being here. I mean, listen, yeah. heaven on earth is coming. I can feel it. I am certain of this. I didn't come here to lose. I didn't come here to be some silly little slave to some system. I came here to fuck shit up. And I don't like chewing bubble gum, but I do like Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I bought a pack of Mentos. Because of you the other day, I, I was in CVS. I looked over, I saw them. I was like, I'm grabbing. I love Mentos. I have an addiction to Mentos. Uh, you have been listening to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. Sophia, do you have anything you'd like to close with? Um, no. I just you know, sometimes it's okay to not have a a judgment on your emotions. It's okay to just be and feel mm -hmm. and and allow yourself to feel. You don't have to always be in a state of judging. Something I learned. No, that's no, it's a great advice, and it's a great tip for people to to reflect on for sure. Because everyone is so harsh and so judgmental of themselves, and why we're magnificent. Well, most of us, <laughs> not all of us. Let me keep it authentic. Uh, huge shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for putting this together and giving us this opportunity to, you know, to just to just put it out there and to just hopefully change the ether and help usher in heaven on earth a little bit faster because uh, we slay demons. 
And until next week, we out. Night. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashwin On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.